Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash has been feeding you a geeky gourmet at Red Bank, New Jersey for 20 fucking years. Kevin Smith is also turning 47. Those are pretty fucking good reasons to throw a party, but no. This one's going down in history, folks. On Saturday, August 5th, dress up as your favorite slackers as everyone goes for a Guinness World Record of the largest gathering of Jay and Silent Bob cosplayers. Kev, Jay, and the Comic Book Men will all be there. Join in on the group photo. End up on an episode of Comic Book Men. Get your hetero life mate costumes together and sign up today at jayandsilentbobcos.com. That's jayandsilentbobcos.com. Hit me! Episode, I have no idea. 254. 254. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. And you know, I got to admit, I was uh, I was listening to the podcast so much that I forgot I, I wasn't. Um, you know, funny thing, Trent. Doesn't really uh-huh, matter uh-huh. what was happening. Sure, the Onion sure. has really been nailing it lately in regards to uh, podcasts. I don't know if okay. you've caught into a uh, cotton. Well, you know, cotton eyed Joe. Yeah, where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> you know. Something about Cotton Eye Joe, I'd have been, oh, if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, Trent, I'd been yeah. married a long time ago. Where have you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? There you go, yeah. I, I don't know why that just happened, but hey, everybody, welcome. Uh, another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. Uh, what I was just saying, I'll tell you how to get in touch with us in a minute. Uh, not that anybody will. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Except uh, actually one person on Twitter, I, I can't remember if it was Mike Collins or somebody else. Yeah, that's that's CG guy seventy nine. Okay, that's the one. I, Mike Driscoll. Mike, I knew it was a Mike. There's a, quite a yeah. few Mikes out there. Have you noticed that, Trent? Yeah. And I, you uh, know what? Yeah. Popular name. Few angels named Mike as well. I. That's very true. Those, those are biblical names. A lot of people don't know that actually uh, Gabriel uh, is actually another version of Mike. So. Yeah. So really, Hunt uh, actually is whoa, his last name. I don't know what's happening. Hunt. Anyway, folks, uh, welcome to another edition of Netheads. I'm Will. That's Trent. I'm Trent. So. Uh, what um, I was just uh, alluding to was that there was a technical issue. And, and normally, I think on any podcast, if you were just a podcast, sure, it would be a non-issue. Because you could literally just cut that out, right? Right, yeah. Right, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Uh, but when you do something stupid like we're doing, where we're, we're hopefully uh, distributing out through several different venues, whether it's... Yeah, when, you, when, when you're going, going live. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I still don't know why we do. Um, but uh, it, anyway, The Onion has been nailing some uh, really great things uh, that are becoming podcast tropes. Like one of them is a guy 
uh, stress trying to ask like you know one of thirty thousand friends to be a guest on his podcast, um, oh, or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then another one saying, uh, "Podcaster apologizes for quality of last show. Promises will never happen again." <laughs> it's so funny because we all do it. Like, oh, um, <laughs> you know, oh, sorry about this one. Like, but there, it was. We wondered if we should even publish it, but there's some good stuff we talked about, so we did it anyway. And well, you don't listen to, we understand. <laughs> it's like a, you, you just you hit just about every one of them, uh, you know, except for me suddenly saying, oh, something's not working, which yeah. is what happened in the right. beginning. Uh, right. we, we have been sitting here uh, just ready to go, uh, save for the fact of a line input not being set accordingly. I kept setting it and I'm like, this makes no sense. But then I saw I, it's a special setting on and that was really for Smodco Internet Radio. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, it's modcast.com. Yeah. Very good. I was I sorry, I was I was waiting to make the joke about how like sounds like me when in the bedroom when I have to have that special setting before I can put it in. Okay. Di- dial it in just right, you know. Cotton eye Joe to that in what about two <laughs> about two minutes. Uh anyway, uh needless to say, none of this is what matters. Uh another edition of NetHeads. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. One of them is Twitter. Trent, tell them about it. Be like my good friend, that CG guy seventy nine. Join in the Twitter revolution, talking to us on a NetHeads hashtag is what we're using. Um, also, and- also known as hashtag NetHeads. And if you're watching through yes. the YouTube or maybe a Facebook Live or potentially Twitch, hi everybody. Nobody's gaming here, um, but we can talk about gaming from time to time. Oh, for sure. The 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 Steam sale is on right now. Yeah, there you go. And boy, that and just... there's a massive uh, Xbox sale going on right now too for games. If you want to buy them digitally, I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, um, I almost thought something would be a great idea based on the uh, banter we had before the program. By the way, if you want to give us a call too, you can anytime live. All you got to do is uh, netheads on air. That's the easiest way via Skype. So uh, you can use the Skypes and you can call us. Or if you want to pick it up on your dime, 925-238-9020, Yakbet9020. So there we go. Uh, And by the way, if you are watching any one of the video uh, products, it's like there's a beautiful banner that tells you every way you could be chatting with us. So, uh, you know, it's it's, uh, almost to the point where I think we're kind of just doing an injustice even mentioning it because... Uh, you know, even though this is 254 episodes in, you know, maybe the podcast people really don't care about uh, how they can reach out to us. Yeah. They're yeah. not listening live. That's true. That's a valid point. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, I, I don't even know. And, and by the way, I think that this is going to be the stance that I'm just going to take from now on just to close this trope out completely. Uh, from now on, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to set everything as though it should be working. And as long as we get the audio recording, just if it's not working it's this week somewhere, it just isn't working this then week so, somewhere. So be it. It happens. Life, yeah. life happens, Will. You know, you know? Trent, uh, I, I think uh, it's important to turn to the scholars among us, uh, even though sure. they may be modern scholars in our time. And, yeah. and I've got to say that, uh, you know, in, in quoting uh Elsa from Disney's Frozen. Uh, uh-huh. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Okay, I've I've, I've never I've, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you still haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, so. I, I haven't driven on the freeway uh, uh, enough to get up behind <laughs> someone who has a minivan to watch it playing with their children. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know. I can literally I, don't know how else I would ever see it. By the way, can I just tell you uh, this week? Uh, dipping into uh, personal life and family a little bit this week. Uh, my daughter Blair uh, went for her second ever haircut. So, oh, yeah. there's this uh, really cool These are big place. Deals. It is, it really is. Yeah. 
And there are these places that specialize in kids' hair, right? So right, yeah. you've got like um, – this one is named Lollipops. And so we go there. And, you know, I, I didn't notice it at the time and I didn't think about it at the time. But my uh, beautiful significant other uh, brought up just uh, – because this happened twice. It's just like I'm not sure that I was a grown adult male would want to go get my hair cut at Lollipops. <laughs> at which point I'm like, yeah, you know – that is a little well, off. Well, because lollipops in, in an adult contest s- does sound like a gay club, right? <laughs> well, they, I just thought it was a unique twist. It was like one of those Hoots ones Stefan from Hoots SNL Hoots talks about. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, uh, so so do they? But but I mean, do they cut adults' hair too? Yes, they do. They've got regular booths, and there was one that looked like he could have been late teens, and then another guy that. I, you know, it uh, looked like he, he may have uh, just uh, gotten off shift uh, and, and was uh, tending to his post-work activities, you know? Well, I wonder I wonder if, if for, you know, for the adult uh, who goes to get their hair done at Lollipops, it's like, shit, I'm going on a trip tomorrow and, and my boss cannot see. My hair is out of control. Everyone is full today. I'm just, I'm hitting up everywhere I can go. Well, I guess I can get a Lollipop when I'm, do they give you, do they give Lollipops when you're done? Is that the thing? Of course they do. I I would like to hope that they're like that old timey big lollipop that the, <laughs> with the spiral one that's multicolored. It's also known as a lollapalooza. Oh, is it really? That that is really yes. That's where it comes well, from. Well, we, we better we better tell per, uh, Perry Farrell then, and he can get it started. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, so anyway, I just I thought that was funny as a grown adult. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't want to get my hair cut there. Oh, um, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, the haircut went well, by the way. Uh, also, just got to say uh, one other thing that I have to bring up, and you'll have to excuse the photo that uh, NetHeads on air is about to tweet. Oh no! But um, my my signi- my beautiful significant other. Oh, sorry, Jim. Uh, Real Revelstoke Jim via Twitter says on Candidate Day. Not sure how I feel about this. Sorry, just my feelings. So well, no, well, sir. Well, we we don't want to. Yeah, we're doing it to honor. Our, our brothers from the north and, and only hoping that they can uh, welcome us with open arms when we decide to, you know, expatriate. Yeah, <laughs> that's that there are times, you know, earlier today I watched uh, Mike Judd's Idiocracy. And oh, it's just not that funny. It's just not as funny anymore. <laughs> It's 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 kind of like how satire has died. It's kind of, and and you know kind of how like you can't watch an OJ you know like any of the Naked Gun movies anymore because of everything that happened <gasps> with OJ. I know, right? Yeah, it puts a whole different paint job on those. Well, uh, and this is kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no. What I wanted to bring up is that uh, yesterday on a trip to Target, uh, because there was a previous time. I, Trent, it's that time of year. The pool is open. The pool is uh-huh. clean. It's hot outside. Yeah. I've got a toddler and a 14-year-old. Everybody wants in the pool. So yes. um, floaties, things to float on of unique character are now, uh, you know, they're they're on sale and they're in demand. Uh, for example, I think on Hollywood Babylon a few episodes back, uh, they featured one in the inappropriate toy session that was, section that was the, uh, it was the <laughs> poo emoji. Yes. And it's got a beautiful caption. The kid is all excited. It actually floats. And, you know, it's just so uh, they came home with this and I'm going to uh, tweet it out right now uh, on NetHeads on air. Here's the bit. Uh, here is the I'm just going to say floaty and we'll leave it at that. Uh, oh, no. Speak for itself. Oh, no. What? It's I it's, just 
this thing is it's it's actually kind of a thing of beauty. The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize because my daughter uh, Emily, she's normally a great photographer, but she was trying to get this picture taken while there's also a toddler in this thing called uh, puddle jumpers, which are amazing. Uh, as a parent, I have to say, if you if you want to take your non swimming child in the water, these things are great because it is it's your basic like old style. Well, except you know they they have them all dressed up and pretty, but it's a it's an old style like uh, life uh, life vest that just goes around your waist, right? Your waist, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it just it, there's a front of it and it covers about half of you, but then also what is attached are floaty water wings, so that at no time when they're in the water oh. do they have the ability to tip because their primary Either- float way yeah yeah underwear center, yeah. anyway so uh so blair is floating next to me and like daddy hold my hand so i'm putting my hand out so anyway there was a lot going on is what i'm trying to say sure sure uh we'll also throw the uh let me uh appropriately brand we'll throw the hashtag netheads on there too because there's nothing podcast people like listening to more than uh people tweeting there we go uh, so anyway, unique ones are in style. Earlier in the year, they had uh, not obtained one that was in the shape of a unicorn. And so what they came home with yesterday, it looks like a gigantic balloon animal dog. Oh, and it is uh, four feet tall, at least. Good Lord. And it's big enough for me to be on. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds, um, oh, my God. <laughs> did, you, did, did you just see hashtag netheads? <laughs> And it, and it's it's built like a balloon animal. Yeah, and I'm really sorry that it's uh, all feet, everybody. But... Holy shit, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they and, and and for once, I I've never been so thrilled by something that they brought home because that Holy is just crap. Amazing, that is so rad. Yeah, that's the same way I felt about it. I'm like, that is just freaking cool. Oh, dude, I would love to take that down like a lazy river. You know, you know Have the a- only. Have some floating, uh, floating six pack there next to me. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Well, and I was the one that unlocked the uh, that unlocked the way to to really use this bad boy, which is to just uh, you get yourself, you get your uh, head over them or your feet around the neck, and then uh, you're laying towards the back. I will say though, uh, the one thing that I, I really don't like that is way uncool is that the valve for inflating the main body. It's uh, well. Is it the anus? It is, pretty much. It, I mean, they set it like an extra four inches to the side, but I know that when sure. my wife was taking sure. a picture of me inflating it, it probably looked like I was I was initiating, I, I think, in the parlance, a rusty trombone. Well, well, Will, sometimes, in the heat of the moment... No, don't say it. It no. is okay to go ATM. There you go. Okay, well... I did, there was no mouth involved. You're making it sound like I'm making out with this big ridiculous thing. <laughs> it is freaking well, huge, I mean, but it's it's it was your your mouth was involved. Yes, the funny good point. The funniest <laughs> thing about it though is just seeing it floating in the pool because <laughs> it's just so ridiculously huge. You're like, yep, he's on. And sadly, because you know, basically, I have a wiener dog and then an elderly elderly miniature pincher at this point. Uh-huh. It, it really is probably the most effective watchdog that I have. Right, yeah. I mean, wiener dogs have great barks, but, you know, they're not exactly scaring anybody. They pretty much sound yeah. like they are a, a, a puntable opponent. But but <laughs> they let you know, you know, someone's there or, or coming or, or whatever, you know. I don't want to take that away from it, but, you know, typically it, it's pretty much... It's it's kind of like the way you hear on, on Smodcast. It's just like it's, somebody's just yelling, Lily, just to make her be quiet. <laughs> right? So So that's how serious we uh... take it. Uh, it, obviously, <laughs> well, 
you know, but at the same time, you don't have to be worried about it when you when you get a few nest cams because I got two story house, so I have basically got all four points covered. So, oh, you're 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 fucking you're Alfred, you're man in the bat cave. Exactly, you know, what I mean? dude. You know, you know exactly. I am what's not messing going around. On. No, I'm not yeah. messing around. Well, not when you when you look. All I'll say is that from time to time, I may get things at the hardware store, and, and then you know maybe I don't take them back in an adequate amount of time, and I got to work with the store credit instead. <laughs> that's how the which ring... Alfred, which Alfred never has to deal with. Yeah, that's when the Ring Video doorbell came into play. It's just like, well, I got two hundred dollars tied up in Lowe's. I'm gonna <laughs> order spend it. I'm gonna Use order it. something that I've always wanted to get. The Use three... it or lose it, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, I've trapped that money. It's time to use it on something ridiculous. Mm. I tell you though, the Ring oh, Video man. doorbell has been—it's been great because you do—you get to see when things get delivered. You know, you got an idea when things are happening outside, and and best of all though uh, was just uh, being able to sit back and look at all the sword videos I've got too, and I pretty much got to see everybody trick or treating at my house this year. Oh, oh, that's actually even when I wasn't home. Think about it, man. You you are a prankster's worst nightmare. Pretty much. Yeah. There is no, there is no way you would ever step on a flaming bag of poo. No, because I, it's I know impossible. it's there. I, you know it's there. You know who the kids are. Yeah. Additionally, man, it's actually come to think of it, that's super smart because I've seen on the news, um, local news, people that get caught uh, stealing deliveries from like UPS or FedEx uh-huh. or whatever because of because of having a, a door cam like that. Yeah. The funny thing about it that I never realized about the design is it intentionally tricks you into looking at it if you're using the doorbell you press it and unlike listening for the house bell it actually makes a loud dun dun and it's it's noticeably loud and so you look and, okay yeah yeah and here's the other genius That's thing brilliant right around the camera lens or the doorbell not the camera lens it's up above it uh but right around the doorbell they've also got a blue light that is suddenly doing a circle so it's just like oh, oh they caught yeah me. It yeah. just it it draws you right in. So it it actually is a pretty well thought out product. You know the uh, because even if somebody comes in and just decides to uh, cover it up or spray paint it to do their thing, you're still at least getting somebody approaching and you know there's an issue. Right. Yeah. Because you know that is the one thing about them is they are in at a, at a level where they can be tampered with. So, but even right. that it's still that extra moment of concern. You're going to be catching something, and you know something's wrong. So yeah, uh, it's a really well thought out product, and, and that's when you know it's just like well, I, after I got this, it's like well, what's the, what are the other security weaknesses? Well, <laughs> yeah, you're you know you're going into the security uh, contracting now. <laughs> yeah. I'm next thing you know, next thing I'm gonna you be... know you're going you're gonna to be contracting for the government and be over in the in the Middle East. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Although I will say right now, the the idea of of potentially making something based on a, a Raspberry Pi using a rechargeable battery and a solar panel, I could uh-huh. probably set up something that would also alert me if uh, somebody were to open the pool gate, for example, uh, after hours, because it's just really yeah. a matter of having a contact break. You know, well, and 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 then that also, I mean, uh, aside from the um, from the, you know, uh, nefarious reasons for, for for someone trying to get in. Also, you've got a toddler in the house. Yeah, exactly. That's my thought. And boy, yeah, that it, makes that makes tons of sense. And she is a toddler that has no fear. None. Yeah. I just she is daredevil pretty much yeah. like the other day. Top of the stairs, right? We're walking downstairs. She can navigate stairs now, so that's cool. But she says, Daddy, I turn around, and she launches from the top of the stairs four steps down to me, 
thank God I didn't have anything in my hands, you know? Because she's just like, I'm going for it. Here we go. And away we go. And and, and either is because she just, it, it it's one of three things. She's not uh, able to comprehend or uh, determine the consequences. Sure. Uh, the second is the fact that it is pure just uh, fist of monkey, just, you know, pure reactionary. <laughs> And the third that I would like to think that helps me sleep through the night is that, you know, there is just that base level of security that my parents always protect me so I can make this crazy leap because uh, no matter what, he will catch me. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, and, and you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a metaphor for life, right? I mean, because there will come a day when, uh, when, when, when you're not there, you know, and just just like we've all had that day when... When our parents weren't there, dude, what the <laughs> hell? Why? Why did we suddenly take this dark, dark turn? I don't know. It just kind of happened. You know, a while back, I said I wanted to completely close out the trope. I don't even remember what was going on then, uh, uh-huh. but I, but I wanted to bring it up that there was in the in the pre-show problematic banter that was going on. Uh, we really did kind of hit on a gem. So since we are technically supposed to be a tech podcast, and I think somewhere in our history, a podcast about podcasting. Yeah. I think that may be out there still. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, it, both you and I use something called a directional mic. Uh, yes. Yours is a shotgun one. So yours is truly unidirectional. Uh, mine is yeah. a... Uh, it's a Sure SM27. It is a dynamic mic, but it's also directional. I have to address mm-hmm. it. And yeah, that's the, the, the diaphragm lays flat like yes. this. Yes. And 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 what does the fox say, Trent? Uh what Don't worry what about the, it. Uh so anyway, uh Trent, you were saying that you have uh your world has just been revolutionized because you've switched to a shotgun mic. Yeah, it's it's so weird. So this I mean a shotgun mic you usually use um, when shooting video or, or capturing audio for video because it is or, so Or rascally wabbits. <laughs> yes, that's the, the, the blunderbuss that Elmer Fudd had over his shoulder was actually <laughs> a Sennhauser <laughs> shotgun mic. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and the reason it's so useful in, in video because it shoots – it, it channels its its audio um, collection the same way that it's shooting the camera. So you're, it helps eliminate things from outside audio, um, from off to the side, things like that. Um, and anyone who's done a podcast before, there's nothing more frustrating than like putting on your mic and then you know turning up the gain to get a, a good sound on your voice, but then at the same time being like, the hell is that hum coming from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the refrigerator, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> It is the most frustrating thing in the world. And so uh, I, I, I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if, if you tried doing it with a shotgun mic. Because it's, it's, it's the same 45-volt um, uh, uh, or 48-volt uh, charge, uh, phantom power that, that a, a regular like studio mic uses. Um, so I, I, I got a cheap one. And, and the first time I used it with you, you were like, God damn, you sound good today, man. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I don't know. It, it, we do a lot of post-processing, uh, at least before right. the podcast goes out. Now, with all of these other different medias, uh, if we weren't auto-publishing 
then you know we could but then you lose your count this is the dilemma of the yep. the millennia uh is then you lose your your imprints your your traffic those people that loaded that you're losing your numbers your stats if you want to put up a fully produced version after the fact right so uh even though you could do that it's like here's the enhanced version where we we tried to fix every damn mess up we did <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. So uh, I, for the longest time, though, I, in the recordings anyway, there's been an imbalance because uh, and I'm, I'm not saying this in, in an ego driven. No, way, no, but, not but at in all. In general, uh, my studio sounds pretty decent. Uh, well, and and, and additionally, the, the problem that we have of, of, you know, you picking up my audio after after it's been compressed and shot over VoIP um, t- to where you, you, you know, there's a, there is latency. Um, where you can lose audio quality in that in that way, um, but I think and and if my research is correct, I think the reason it's 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 working at least in this dynamic between you and I um, is uh, additionally it doesn't pick up the outside sounds um, as as much as some of my other condenser mics did, but also it it um, draws less electricity uh, to be powered, um, and so it doesn't pick up uh, uh, frequency waves. At a higher gain, so the higher you turn up the gain on a on a microphone, the more you can hear just kind of like the yeah the space just, around you yeah that's the the um, noise to sound ratio goes up, and and the higher your electricity voltage is, the the lower your noise to sound ratio gets. Anyway, because of that, I think for someone looking to get into podcasting in a in a very economical way, a a, a good shotgun mic is is a way to go. Just know. That you're stationary, like you can't be like moving around and then going back and then yeah. like, it, you've got to you be in the same you, spot the whole time. Otherwise, like, it's like oh, hey, here I'm coming over now. I'm over by the point, and there I go. <laughs> and suddenly, you're a car passing by exactly, on the street. Exactly, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's 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 been fun to to play around with, and and the mic I'm using right now is only forty five bucks, you know, versus the two hundred dollar mics I've bought in the past. Yeah. That um that just haven't been as that that have been very well in are best used in a completely controlled environment, and, which and, is so hard to do in your house. And I think you actually, uh, in talking to a, another engineer friend, a guy that does professional yeah. audio, mm-hmm. uh, I think you may have even taught me something before the show because I think it, you made it sound like at least what I picked up on at the time while I was sitting there going, why isn't this working with it? What if I use the Wasapio? I think, what is this thing? <laughs> and Trent's just over there. So yeah, I'm trying to be informative because God, you're boring and this is really annoying. <laughs> I'm just sitting here on a Saturday, buddy. Please, can we get to it? So uh, anyway, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things you said that he mentioned, though, is that there may be something else that I want to have because I have an SM model. Sure, it's an SM twenty seven. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, you 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 get you look at any um uh, uh like serious XM live feed, you know, whether it's whatever, you know, any professional studio, they've all got the SM series, um, uh, and they're they're awesome mics, but they use a ton of electricity. And sometimes, you know, you, you have to turn the gain up a lot to, to give it the power that it needs. There's and, and it is it's funny because uh, this it, it's an item called a cloud microphone CL1 cloud lifter. Um, basically, it's it's it you, you plug it in um, in your line. So between your mixer and your microphone and it gives it a boost of of energy without uh, picking up the waves into the microphone, and so oh. you, then then you can actually turn up that uh, that gain, and the noise to sound level stays low, and so it does pick up a it, it it's basically you know t- 
it takes your sure microphone and 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 makes it work like it's on steroids. Well, and, um, and it's that not definitely... cheap. It's it's 150 bucks itself. Um, but oh yeah, but look at the floaties my family is buying. <laughs> Clearly, I've got discretionary income. Um, but it's funny though because it's if if you get on like Amazon and you look at at like the Shure set uh, 7M or SM7B, uh, which is kind of like the the go to mic right now for studios, um, it, it is the number one sold with thing item. Like boom boom. It's it's funny that Shure doesn't make their own <laughs> and just sell it as a pair or whatever. Um, but yeah, across the board, it's 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 crazy how you know these this this product fixes a problem for. You know, not necessarily a problem, but enhances it so much better. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, it, it, unfortunately, it sounds like it's something I need to strive for. But maybe if I uh, get together some of this old tech that I've got laying around, I could convert it to cash and yeah, and then Ooh, take some action. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so I just wanted to close that trope out. Uh, but it definitely sounds like it's something I could use here. Yeah, um, or or at least you know tr- try out, and if it doesn't work, send it back. Yeah, exactly. That's the beauty of Amazon. You can buy anything <laughs> and send it back. Yeah. I um, you know, it's funny too. Be, well, it's not funny. Nobody's going to think this is funny at all. But in, uh, in um, you know, uh, being what I considered uh, a very uh, crappy pool owner, best way to put it, uh, okay. there's an issue with I got a vinyl liner, and and so there's like a, a stain in there, right? Wait, and, so so when you say vinyl liner, so that's that's like a, it, it's not like a sheet you put down. It's like the the lining of the pool is vinyl. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. okay. So it's it's all laying, and it's not a bunch of records all connected together. You know. <laughs> Oh shit! That's that's the one I want. That would be wicked. So that no, when no, no. you walk on it, you feel all the grooves on your feet. But what even be better is actually if you if that were just the bottom of the pool, because then it's also black and it's acting as a heater, a heat yes. gatherer for oh, the sun. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. God damn it, Trent! I think we we need to uh, do uh, one of you know that pool expert show, and we got to take this to them. Maybe they'll pay yeah. us for it. And then I can get this uh, cloud lifter thing. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll do, man. <laughs> It'll be really cool. Anyway, the whole point is I'm doing all my research, and it's it, it's amazing the way do-it-yourselfers now have gotten to the point where uh, essentially they will advise you not to go to your pool store to get this chemical or that chemical because you can just order it off Amazon for much cheaper. Really? Well, and I bring up these stains because they're from uh, – we have very uh, hard water here, right? Sure, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically I'm getting like a mineral – build up and uh you know i read everything about it and i gotta let my chlorine level drop and then mm-hmm. once i do that essentially what i do uh and and i'm i'm buying the packet uh, of the scientific name which is i think absorbic acid okay uh i don't know if you know this but that is the number one ingredient in vitamin c so i'm basically oh. buying a gigantic and they show you you want to test it and they're, they're like here's a big jar of kirkland uh you know tablets <laughs> Because you can put these in the water too, the vitamin oh, C so tablets, funny. and they'll just dissolve on the spot, and then they will do the same thing. Because you know, but you know, it's it makes perfect sense because I can also get like a bottled product that calls itself like stain free extra strength, uh, but it's essentially doing the exact same thing. Now, there's different variances of this, however. So there sure. is the pool store version of a big jar of vitamin C. Uh, for forty nine ninety eight, so we put that on hold, and then you look at Walmart, and it's a big jar of vitamin C. Vitamin C. <laughs> when it all boils down to it, it's vitamin C for twenty dollars. And then you know, I'm, at, I'm sure at the Costco you can get the the gigantic jar of vitamin C for like five ninety nine. Well, it makes me wonder, like, <laughs> and then. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then if you've let it all just settle down, or you could just scoop the water up and sell it as uh, orange uh, juice what? or uh, coldies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. what's yeah with the, the the super powered um. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Well, no, the only thing <laughs> vitamin I'm think- C stuff you can get. Yeah, and the only thing I'm thinking about though is like you know that's all got to go through the filters. I'm just gonna end up cleaning that out, but. And that's yeah. How does t- that work though? Right, because it does have to go through your like, or eventually it will cycle through well, your yeah, filter. It'll be it'll break down. It'll be caught by your filter. One thing I will say though, personal experience. Nobody gets crap about this. I'm telling you anyway. Um, it's, it's no, it's funny. I like it. Well, I, I, for the longest time, I had the sand filter that was sold uh, me with my system. Now, since then, I've I've had to replace not only the pump but now the filter. Uh, but two years ago, uh, Craigslist because DIYer right. Um, sure, sure, I sure. found that the perfect four filter holder uh, for the amount of gallons of pool I have, everything is perfect for it. I put that some bitch in, and I will tell you, the majority of problems I have with my pool now has gone down immensely. Really? Well, it all comes down. We're Walter Whiting the shit out of this show, by the way. <laughs> Aren't we? I mean, just like suddenly well, I mean, Jesse's going to be coming up and telling us it's pure glass and it's I was, beautiful. I was going to say, we don't have anyone dead in the basement. No. Yet. <laughs> well, you know, you are in the basement. So Actually, I haven't seen I haven't seen my tenant for a while. <laughs> oh, you haven't <laughs> seen him. Yeah, trying to <laughs> Thanks. Use our show to establish your yeah. shitty alibi. You don't No, no one's seen Jordan Todd Brown for a while. <laughs> well, I've seen, no, he's been on Facebook at least, so or somebody <laughs> pretending to be him. This isn't funny. This happens in real life. Anyway, <laughs> now you made me forget what we were talking about. Oh, Walter Whiting. Um uh, oh, wait, hold on. Walter Whiting, vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so you, yeah. What was I talking about though? That was chemically related. Oh, it comes down to microns. It, the 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 size of of microns that uh, are allowed to pass through your filter medium. And so okay. with with the sand, it was it was much looser than it is with the paper filters because it's a higher uh, it has a higher uh, micron barrier. So, or actually, technically speaking, it's a smaller micron barrier, so much less debris gets through. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's the reason why, you know, all I have to do is basically get my chemicals even close to right and just run my filter in and some bitch. It just worked great. <laughs> Thank God I got a pressure washer, though, because, you know, cleaning out them damn filters and you got to go to Amazon to get those because the pool store will go ahead and they'll charge you like $280 for them, but you can get them on 120 on Amazon. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. By the way, if you go to netheadsonair.com and you click the Amazon link that you see there, you can uh, go ahead and buy what we're pushing or anything else you want to oh, get on Amazon. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to bring that up. As a matter of fact, I use that link in order to get how is the uh how's the press mower been going dude oh I, i'm telling you that it is it has changed my i feel like i have this new connection to my lawn this new investment this new i know every inch of my lawn so perfectly now because i'm aware of what i'm doing when i'm mowing my lawn now that is and like it's, well it's because of that hypnotic blade swiffing zen going right yeah it totally is and and it takes a little bit longer to do um, but that's okay. I like, I don't mind. And the grass, uh, seems to be growing faster, uh, because it, it cuts it rather than whips it. Um, and on top of it, uh, I do it enough, uh, and the clippings are, are short enough when I do it that it, it shades the grass actually. And so my lawn doesn't burn up. So I'm using less water now too. I'm telling you the real mower rev, there's a reason, uh, uh, golf courses use uh, multiple reel mowers behind a lawn tractor to to, to mow their greens and and their go- and their fairways. Like it is without a doubt the greatest thing in the world, folks. And it was uh, 
orderable off Amazon for crying out loud. Yes, it was. And uh, just uh, it ordered here in California so we could lower your carbon footprint, man, because, you know, that, you're not using that single totally. stroke engine to, uh, you know, just power a bunch of blades. And now you're now it's like you're mulching, too, man. So, you know. Well, there's there's a lot to be said about that, especially because um, those uh, small gas engines are way less efficient and have zero emissions uh, monitoring on them, as opposed to like a a, a, a six cylinder you know car engine, and they per whatever uh, put out way more CO two into the atmosphere than does uh, a, a car by you know the amount of gas it's using and you know plus um, you're using energy man you're ex- <laughs> you're expelling that that carbon dioxide and you're just feeding the plants man yeah dude totally right? yeah i'm feeding the plants yeah i'm sucking in i'm sucking in what i'm taking out uh, that is a or good point something. though about the uh the trimmings uh going ahead and yeah. also laying that moisture barrier so yeah uh, yeah it's, it's the same it's the same way that like if you have a uh you know the the lawn not not the spit them out the side, but the kind of the mulching blows it back down into the ground lawnmower will help um, your lawn is is it, it helps shade it quite a bit, and then it uses its its own uh, natural fertilizer or natural decomposition um, for nutrients. Well, you know the interesting thing that I also see happen uh, that I used to uh, at least when walking through like the parks of San Francisco to get back to mass transit in a big yeah. sweaty human smelly ball of train um i would sorry i apparently i had a flashback apologize everybody (laughs) will yeah do you need to talk to someone (laughs) i'm good i'm good uh anyway uh during come uh fall uh they would actually around at least certain trees in the parks uh they wouldn't you know uh, gather up the leaves and bag them or anything they would actually build a base around the tree so that way it's helping it retain the moisture. The the part of the tree is staying warm or the roots are staying warmer. And, right. you know, they're probably using less water or it's retaining more of its own water, which, you know, if you think about it, that's what a tree naturally tries to do anyway. That's why it loses yeah. the leaves. It drops them for a reason. It's going to bed and it needs a blankie. Well, yeah, no, it totally is. Yeah. And then it, it, it's able as that decomposes throughout the, the winter, it's able to use that in the spring as nutrients, all the nitrogen within itself to, to it's, you know, somewhat self-sustaining. So in other words, uh, all like fruit that we eat is basically the product of cannibalism. Totally. Wow. Of, of herb, herba, canna, cannibalistic herbal, herbal so this episode is brought to you by Herbal Life. There we go. I guess <laughs> so. Whatever. Put, maybe you could put Herbal Life. What would happen? Shit, dude. Just think about this. If if you just started making a cocktail of new age, uh, feel good essential oils and vitamin C and all this stuff in your pool, and who knows, you might, dude, you might make the Lazarus Pit. Who right knows? In your backyard. I don't understand how working Sensi in there too will work. Or, or I thought, I'm sorry, I thought we were doing multi-level marketing things now. I may have got, I'm sorry, I got the premise mixed up. I apologize. You put some Zango in there, man. Yeah. Some Herbal Life, maybe, and you can get it all from Amway. And Young Living Essential Oils and, oh boy. You know, and that's the it, when you hear jokes like this, basically, you know, these are people that at least have an awareness uh, to uh, like stay at home moms. Right. Because. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-huh. They're the main target for these uh, side businesses. I think the latest yep. craze is actually these uh, LuLaRoe leggings. I, I this one I'm not aware of. Oh, maybe it's just around hippie California. Well, I don't so know, man. yeah, it, it'll catch up into Utah about four years. <laughs> OK, Hey, Boy, you're hey. like, Will, you're not going to believe it. All the ladies are walking around in leggings now. Will? Yoga pants. I tell, I tell you what, we have an all-you-can-eat sushi place here in Utah. 
Where did they, you know? And that's the thing I was thinking about. Oh, when that's I was, frightening. <laughs> recently, I was in Arizona. Right, I'm in Arizona, uh-huh. and uh, we go to a sushi bar uh, for lunch. Uh, me and my coworker, and it's it, suddenly uh, after we've ordered, and I know what's coming. It suddenly dawns on me, where's the fish coming from? Yeah, dude. And and that is the most Bay Area thing I think I could say because you know uh, but, obviously but, we can get lots of there's lots of water around me. I can get yeah, lots of local fish. You're a little spoiled when it comes to the, the fresh fish op- option. Fresh fresh fish produce produce I mean, yeah. I'm nobody's going to listen to us anymore. That's it. I've just gone ahead Cannabis. and all of it. I mean, well, you know, oh, actually speaking. the city I live in, Trent, uh they don't they don't allow that. Part of the city ordinance is that unless you are a designated caregiver, you cannot have cannabis delivered. Oh, oh, under the so medicinal laws. Sure, 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 sure. So, but you could still like so if if you have a prescription or whatever, you can still have it. You just can't have it like delivered to your house. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, you would have to um, go somewhere to uh, get it or pick it up. I don't know. I don't know how Nevada. It would work. So Nevada. And, and interestingly recently, enough, I only know this about because you know what my mother in law went with my through with my father in law and his cancer. Yeah, you know, he he did resort to cannabis uh, to uh, gain uh, an appetite, and and that was one of the things she had to go to a class. She had to be a designated caregiver, and it's amazing what the the things that happen. Anyway, uh, uh, your point, sir. I apologize. Yeah, Nevada. Uh, so within three months, this is crazy, the turnaround that Nevada uh, has had. Within three months, they voted to legalize it for um, uh, recreational use. And uh, it's, uh, I want to say, the July 1st, yesterday, or no, today, was the first day that these dispensaries opened. Um, so within oh, three wow. months, yeah, within three months from voting, uh, they p- dispensaries are open. Um, multiples uh, of them sold out, like of their whole stock, uh, within the first. And they have some interesting laws around it too, where um, uh, you can you can buy it, uh, but you you can only use it in a private residence. So you can't like legally, uh, you you couldn't use it in public. You couldn't use it in a hotel. Um, so if you're a tourist, you would you would have to have a private domicile. Uh, to to take it or to use it, however you're using it. So, in other words, uh, what you're telling me is, uh, what's that? What's that thing everyone always uses now? That's like the the you got a spare room and you're going to turn it into something people could rent. Airbnb. Oh my! Airbnb God, is going to explode in Nevada. Brilliant. I know, dude. I am brilliant. Oh, you're just now recognizing but, but this. The idea is you set it up just for um, cannabis users. So it's like. Uh, Airbnb, Airbed and Cush, right? <laughs> <laughs> or Airbnb, ABC. Yeah, it's the ABC Airbed, Airbnb, and so yeah, so you just have, like, have a room <laughs> so that people can. You like you, you set up. You like you've got an apartment above a dispensary. <laughs> By the way, Mike Driscoll on Twitter, that CG guy seventy nine, says it's a big pool of tang back on the the uh, swimming pool oh. thing. Yes, uh, but I gotta say though, uh, there is a, a video that I saw on YouTube where somebody had taken their pool and they had filled it with Orbeez. You know what these are? They're the the silicon bleed, beads that swell with in they grow in water, right? Oh, so okay. he, they ended up getting like I don't even know how many. The number is ridiculous, and putting that in their pool. So they instead just had a giant pool of Orbeez, and so you could like run across the surface like a ball pit. Yeah, but not. I am convinced it would suck someone down and kill them. That's just me, but that's true. It, it like how many of us have have wanted to or or 
you know, going against the <laughs> the advisement of the sign at Carl's Jr. crawled into the ball pit <laughs> because I was way too large and pretended like I was stuck in the trash compactor of Star Wars. <laughs> You know, right? Trent, that's fine even into your teens, but if you're saying this is something you did last week. I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't done it with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Lord. Sorry. That's all. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> uh no, seriously though, wouldn't that be rad though? Like or or dude, even think when you drain your pool... Well, it wasn't you... very stupid, Trent. <laughs> well, you know, By the it way, wasn't very stupid of I, me. <laughs> that's just the ringing endorsement. By the way, um, I, I don't think anybody, at least I hope everyone has had these thoughts. If this only goes on in my head, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm convinced that every single pool owner at one point has wondered what it would be like to turn their entire pool into a di- gigantic jello mold. Right? Come on. Oh my gosh. Don't you How think- many how many packets do you think I'm sure the science is out there. How many packets it would take? Oh yeah, I'm I've- sure you could figure that out. However, uh, first you got to deal with one that uh can do it reactive without a major heat element uh because True. Uh, otherwise you're just going to be cooling it overnight and yeah. you can only get it in the morning. Uh, but also, I think at that Cut point, some carrots up and throw in there. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. Don't make it a fruit. What? Why do you want to ruin it with carrots, dude? That's so. I, I'm not a fan, but apparently, uh, one of the the most known side dishes in Utah. This is all over the internet. Is uh, green Jello with carrots in it. Okay, I, I something to look out for afterwards. It's a thing, apparently. It'll be in the newsletter when it comes out, right? It will. It absolutely will. <laughs> flag that one um <laughs> by the way there is so i you know i just recently caught up on posting all of our stuff like four shows deep so i'm not uh-huh. i'm not throwing shade i'm right there nope. with you yeah really when it comes down to it uh trent uh, i hope you don't mind shifting gears for a moment but there's something uh there are two things i want to talk about the first one i don't think either of us have seen but i'm amazed we haven't brought it up yet one because uh you and i big fans of community which led us to being big fans of allison brie and like her current project or one of them that is out is mm-hmm. a netflix original series yes. focused around glow mm-hmm. which uh, by the way what does it stand for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And this is a real thing. Was it from the 80s or the 90s? No, it was from the 80s. I want to say uh, 85-ish, around then. Um, so this guy had an idea to create a... a and, and in all reality, this is kind of the first... Well, we'll get into it. What Glow was, it was the uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. This guy had... And he was kind of a sleazebag, the guy that, that ran it, who's, who's played by Mark Marin, Um who, Oh, yeah. Who, I mean, uh, my thoughts on Mark Maron, not a huge fan as a comedian, but everything I've seen uh, that he's done as an actor, I absolutely love. I think he's brilliant. Um, Nice caveat to throw in there. Yeah. The the, the guy um, that created it had this idea that he would get an all-women promotion of wrestling – and then they would uh, they would set it up in Vegas. They'd have one place where they'd shoot it all, and then they would all their vignettes and caveats and and in between filler stuff. Uh, the two factions, the good and the bad, would be living in separate housing, and then then they would go in and and film these little vignettes as if they were living together, kind of like what we have as reality TV now. Wow! Um, so they so they literally put them through that. They literally like would sequester them on either side of separate quarters. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was it, it was re- there's there's a documentary that's just called Glow, and it is brilliant. It goes through the whole thing. Um, they interview all the people that were in it. Um, they show what they were doing before and where they're at now, which which is really um, it, it's sad, but it, it it really makes you gives you a connection for what I'm guessing you'll see in in the the series. Um, but the the crazy thing is there were maybe. It was a whole stable. There, there were like, gosh, I want to say like forty or fifty people involved. Uh, women wrestling. Um, maybe three of them were wrestlers, and so the 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 biggest obstacle that they had was actually training these models, uh, actors, um, uh, former former um, track athletes, like all these people that got into this open casting call. Um, their, you know, the open casting call was just going through and practicing wrestling moves from Hector Guerrero, uh, who was played by his nephew, um, uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. in wow. in the film. Yeah, so or in the in the series anyway. Um, it, the the net, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. The the documentary, but the documentary is fantastic. I I honestly can't say even if you're not a wrestling fan at all, um, you, you can you can watch it. I I, I think it might have been late night NBC that it was on. It had. Uh, a national broadcast. I wouldn't worry about it, dude, because you know it's the internet. There are a million ways to find <laughs> and get something. No, I just mean when it was when it was airing in, in the eighties. Oh, okay. If, if if you stayed up late, you could you could watch the the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Is that is um, that like something that would air every Saturday after? Well, no, that was uh, well at least in the Bay Area, it was always Showtime at the Apollo when I was growing up. Right. <laughs> but you know, I'm thinking that would have been a good uh, like after show for like after Saturday Night Live. Well, well, so so, and that and that's an interesting, yeah. It, it was something along those lines, and for um, for uh, m- for me growing up, uh, Utah for a long time. So uh, the NBC affiliate in Utah is owned by uh, Bonneville Media, which is a subsidy subsidiary of the Mormon Church. Okay, so and, uh, not necessarily going to be airing much there. So for a long time, you couldn't in, – in Utah, you couldn't watch Saturday Night Live. And there's always been a lot of different options for syndicates to put in place of, sh- of programming. And it was always uh, Saturday Night's main event, which was put on by the WWF at the time. So for me as a little kid, it was always staying up late uh, to watch the WWF, which was the only time we ever got to see it because um, we didn't have cable, was uh, in, in lieu of Saturday Night Live. No wonder you have neither, such neither a, here nor there. No wonder you have such a connection to wrestling, though. It even makes more sense now at a psychological level because it's like oh, it's totally. all part of your youth that you've hung on to. So it's to- like absolutely. it gives you your vim and your vigor. This is your yep. uh, this is your Lazarus Pit, Trent. Whoa! Look at that. That was a callback, right? Whoa. Put that one out. Nice. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. It went from the the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling went from it, it, uh eighty five and eighty six. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing, too, that uh, so Allison Brie is in it, which is like the, the reason why I, I was willing to check it out. Uh, and he's boobs. But I haven't but I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't I haven't watched it. Yet. It's just one of those things. It's like, well, I'm not I, mean, I guess I'm not ready or, you know, it's like uh, right now I think we're we're still trying to get through oranges of the new black. So you got to prioritize oh, things. Right? Man, I, and I and I haven't even started this season yet. Uh, Orange is the new black is a show for me that when I when I start it. It it consumes me. I understand, and it, it. I think the previous seasons were that way for us too. But that was back when, like, the toddler would sleep for a long time. Sure, and, you could, you could just have a, a child on your chest, yeah. while you're watching. Yeah, because and you're not having to worry about ladies walking out of the shower or anything. You know, sure. 
yeah. or somebody getting shivved or beat up or what have you. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, obviously uh, we have limitations now in the times that we, we get to watch it. So, you know, I don't know what the ranking or the content is with the Glow show, but uh, maybe that is one of the things we could watch when we're not uh, having to filter as much. Yeah, I don't. I Yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's it's so interesting on um, uh, the the Facebook a uh, group that we have for all the panelists uh, involved with the Salt Lake Comic Con. People have been talking about it nonstop. How we we've got to get a panel together for this because it is so good. And, and it's, it, it and it's, it's it appears to have a wide reach. So it's like even if wrestling yeah, isn't your thing, exactly, it's, a, it's an engrossing show. That's the thing that that has been so fun in in that Facebook uh, group is that people are now asking me about like wrestling and and are are really interested in it because of this show. Like they're they're kind of showing it as it, you know what the show is um, as if you're seeing the women for real acting in 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 what they went through to put on the show and and everything else. So it's 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 like a it's a drum dramedy I guess is the term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not just you know a new version of of what the TV series was back in the day. Right, exactly. So yeah. uh, so very uh, very looking forward to watching that. Now, Trent, what I was also uh, both uh, looking forward to and dreading, uh, and it hasn't aired on BBC America yet. Guess I'm t- tipping my hand a little bit. Oh, uh, but today was the uh, season finale of The Doctor. Do I even have? I don't think I, I have one on here. It would have been made, it makes sense like to put it on W, but that's also what's going on here. That's, what's uh, going on here? Uh, I don't have it, but anyway, it was the uh, season finale of Doctor Who, and I gotta say, uh, this one is kind of bittersweet because uh, we brought it up when uh, Peter Capaldi brought it uh, up himself on radio in April. Uh, or sometime earlier in the year, he basically tipped his hand and said that this was his final season as yeah. the Doctor. And and now having seen the season from beginning to end, I have to tell you that this has been, for me as a, a viewer uh, in the Capaldi era, yeah. this has truly been the season where everything for me just clicked. In other words... His uh, the way he has been written for this season, the way he is acting this season, the way he's being directed or what whatever it is. It's like everything is just done perfectly right. I have loved this season and this iteration uh, of the doctor. Uh, finally, I mean, it's it's almost sad for me, though, that this is his truly last season. Uh, last appearance will be on the Christmas special, uh, but it has just all come together so well. It's just uh, amazingly acted, uh, amazingly written, and and I'm not even uh, saying about the story content. I just mean his delivery. This has really been his. It truly been the season is his finest hour for me. Um, and 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 I, I'm I'm way out of the wheelhouse on this one. What um, all I know is that when he made that uh, announcement. Um, Everyone jumped j- just like the last time, right? When when everyone before Capaldi was announced, it was oh we've we've got to get uh, Idris Elba, we've got to get blah blah. blah. This time, uh, at least on social media, it, it appeared that everyone was vibing for a a female doctor. Yeah, that was one of the things. I mean, it, it, it's almost like the same things have come up, but that's also been because we, uh, you know, we had another visit uh, basically in the Capaldi era. I guess the best way to put it is kind of his river song <laughs> in a way has been um the female version of the master or missy. 
Uh, oh, okay. Because she's been present through all three seasons. Uh, so that's uh, kind of been, uh, you know, much in the same way that for uh, Matt Smith, it was River Song, I guess is what I'm right. getting at. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like the constant uh, uh, counterpart of his run ha- has been this character. And um, even that uh, played out really well, much in the same way that when Smith left, it seemed like they they found a way for his era to say goodbye to River Song, since that would be the last time his doctor would be acting with her. And and this is very much the same way that these two have been connected through this run, and and it closes it out very well uh, once again. Uh, Yeah, I saw the season finale. Uh, It was just amazing and just so... Uh, it's such a powerful season. It has just been, it's been a very, it's been a treat, folks. So if you, if you held back, because I know uh, some people were a little put off kind of, uh, of the, the era last, or, or the, the vibe last season. Um, it, it just, it's amazing the things that Capaldi has channeled into it. And I don't know if it's because of the exposure lately, uh, you know, listening and, and appreciating uh, art more, or maybe it's the fact that uh, during all of the uh, the CW, the DCW series that that Kevin Smith has been directing on, but he's given me a new appreciation for actually paying attention to the performance that's delivered. Yeah, by the actor, and in this case, Capaldi has just made some amazing choices, right down to just subtleties. Like uh, when the current new companion uh, realizes that they've just uh, traveled in time and space around a different planet. And she says, is this a different planet? And he just kind of looks away sheepishly and does this little cleaning of his ear and says, you know, like, yeah. But And it's such a throwaway thing, but it was it was just a beautiful touch because he's either, you know, tweaking himself a little bit because of how clever he is or he's actually kind of humbled in that moment or, or something. I don't even know what it was, but I loved the delivery. So okay. um, it's just a, if you haven't had a chance to check it out and you have a way to do it, Trent, as soon as it drops yeah. for you, I would check it out. Well, and so this is this is interesting, and I think it'll be very interesting to see what um, the 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 next story arc that happens with this next uh, doctor, because um, Stephen Moffat is no longer going to be the showrunner for this new season. Yeah, it's uh, um, he's passing it on, which I can't blame the guy, you know. Well, right, and 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 I think they're they're they've 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 got um, oh crap, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. There's there's a guy who's, uh, you know, I really hope at, you know, uh, regrettably my memorial service that happens. Uh, <laughs> you, you affectionately refer to me as, oh, crap. What was his name? <laughs> uh, it's it's Brian McChin. He um, has been writing with Moffat and he's going to he's going to be the guy to kind of bridge as, as a writer the gap between um Moffat and uh uh Chris Chibnell. Now Chris is Why is do I know inch- that name? Torchwood. He was the showrunner for Torchwood. Oh. Right? And and he is renowned as this diehard Doctor Who fan. And so uh to have to have a writer who can who can who can, you know, bridge that gap between the the continuity and the idea that was placed in with Moffat, um, I want to say uh he started uh um Minchin started in like back in 2013, so he's been on the show writing for a long time, so he's going to be able to help bridge that gap. But I'm so excited for what Chibnall is going to be able to bring, because um, he has. A, I mean, he has a dark. Well, at least from what we've experienced in the past, he has a darker tone. One of the clear things yeah. about Torchwood is it's kind of hard to root for the good guys, 
and and also like they themselves those characters went through a lot each one of them had a totally. dark path or a dark story or a dark turn you know yeah. right down to the fact i it's so funny you mentioned this because my wife uh she watches this show uh love it or list it too it's basically uh, a, a designer will remodel your existing home a realtor will take you around to see new homes if you sell you the back. house after renovations, and then they come back and they have to decide if they're just going to stay with the property. Dude, uh, that's 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 a reality like home show. I would really enjoy actually. It, it's really good uh, actually. It's kind of enjoyable in a way because you get to see properties and and and, yeah. and these are the things you never even thought about in your twenties. That's well, what yeah, we titled this whole it, episode. It, yeah, it brings together the the home hunters plus the the you know the remodel show together yeah so my wife's watching it and then um the guy that stars on it reminds me of the guy that plays uh captain jack harkness right or whatever his name is sure yeah yeah it is yeah Uh, and so uh, i was thinking about it and then i was thinking god where was that messed up thing because the thing about the character is that he is uh for all intents and purposes it appears that he is eternal and um right and so during one storyline, he is literally buried, I think, something ridiculous, like a thousand or three thousand years in the past so that he can be because he's trapped in the past. Right. And so he can be dug up in the present because he can go underground, not eat, not sleep because he's eternal. It'll probably drive you halfway to nuts. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that in itself is such a dark concept. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. And we've kind of seen, and don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed last season of Doctor Who as well. It started out a little brass, uh, but or brash, but then it, it got better for me. And it in itself took some interesting dark turns, because I think in the season finale last year, the Doctor is trapped in this uh, Gallifreyan, he's, he's been trapped in a trap in his own, uh, whatever that personal disc was that's supposed yeah. to be like a treasury for his memories. And he has literally, for millions of years, gone through the exact same 18 hours to slowly punch a wall of essentially diamond to make a tunnel to get to the TARDIS, which is essentially the way out. That in itself, at its core, that is terrifying and that is dark In if you think about it. Because every time you run through it, the one weird thing that he says about it that's messed yeah. up. First of all, you got to think about it. He gets killed at the end of every iteration and then has to drag himself up Bad. to recreate himself every four, every, and that in itself takes like 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you're burning yourself up to become yourself again. And to make sure that we knew this wasn't a clone every time, there's also a part in this loop where you remember every single previous iteration that you've gone that you've through. Done. Yeah. Uh, just uh, all those things. That is such a, a mind penetrate. Sure. Well, and and I think I, I it's it's very interesting the the whole uh, Capaldi run um because uh in 2016 they made that's that's kind of when they made the decision that in 2018 it was going to be a whole new creative uh shebang. And so I feel like this has given Moffat a chance to kind of plan his exit. Do you know what I mean? To tell to to tell the, the last story he wants to tell within the franchise. And and I feel like because of that, it has there's been a lot more gravitas. Things have been less timey wimey, um, and it, and we've we've seen more of like a uh, I don't know. I think Capaldi was the perfect choice for this run because of that. He does bring a gravitas to to the role that that Matt Smith um, 
who did perfect. You know, he did he did for for the stuff he was portraying was perfect. But I don't think you could have put Matt Smith in this um, run and and give it the same weight. No, no, Capaldi he definitely would have played. It. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, I, and and I and I think you know the the planning that's gone into it has made. Or even just knowing that it was coming, you know, that his end was was coming. Moffat's um, has 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 made for better television writing. Um, you know, the, I'm the sure class- there's a, I'm sure there's a certain freedom that comes with it. Totally right. Like like it's you know it's it's the analogy of a kite, right? The 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 little boy's flying his kite with his grandpa, and he wants to get it as high as possible. So he says, "Let it go." Right. And he says, well, well, if I just let it go, it's going to crash it. Something needs to tether it so that it can so that it can reach its maximum height. Um, and, and so that's yeah, that's why I'm excited for this, because, um, you know, this this it, it just I don't know. It, we, we all look at lost. Right. <laughs> As something that started so strong and then just like we never know if we're getting renewed. So let's just throw something out there. <laughs> they knew they were getting renewed. <laughs> There was no that that show Here's was a smoke monster. Yeah, no, that was always there, man. Come on, don't. And let's not get into the lost debate because I always sound like a weirdo when we do that one. So I don't want to. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, you will enjoy this run. It is really awesome. played out wonderfully. At least it has for me. I hope it did for everyone else, and I or at least I hope it did for you. Uh, but the content in itself has been great. Even the way the series started out. I mean, just it was. It really yeah. was a piece oh, of, yeah. and, and you know, in many ways, it's also probably creatively speaking, this is like your swan song. So you kind of probably put your all into it, both from you know the Moffat perspective as well as the Capaldi perspective. And exactly. Yeah. That's that's that's. I don't know. It's there. There is something very cool. I think to have them go out together um, that way. And I think one of the things uh, when they brought on Matt Smith, I think originally I read somewhere that Moffat actually wanted Capaldi then, but that probably would have changed the entire dynamic if he totally, met. yeah, totally. And, and and like like I said, for the 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 story for Matt Smith was perfect for Matt Smith. Yep, it played out very well. It really did. It really so did. it will be interesting to see this new iteration. Now, the other interesting thing to think about is that it is now. July and I'm relatively certain like that when Matt Smith was announced he was announced in March of uh, the preceding Christmas episode where he would uh, where Tennant would become him or the part of me the two-parter that was uh, I think New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, but you know, if not, let's not be pedantic. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, these the, the air dates or times are not really relevant to the conversation. Right. It's not germane to this topic. Um, so uh, in that, we kind of knew well in advance, and we are in July, and, and the Christmas episode has more than likely already been filmed. So, you think it's been filmed already? Uh, okay, well, maybe not. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. It may have been. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It may have not been. It may have not been. I don't know. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> at least my obsession hasn't dug that deep. Um. <laughs> But I will say, I'm surprised we haven't heard something yet, and it'll be interesting to find out. I wonder if uh, his very regeneration may not be completed. On, but I think I read somewhere that he has uh, actually; they have already filmed his regeneration. Oh, okay. So, so, so this so it is, is a out long there. way of saying I'm surprised we haven't heard about who the new Doctor will be yet. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and and like I said, you know, from from the second he said when his last you know episode was going to be. It just opened up the flood box of speculation and who it should be. Yeah, and and I don't think I, I don't think that's anyone's place to really make the call of, except for the showrunner. I you know forget my opinion. I don't I don't even know who would make a good doctor. And all well, I know is every time I've seen the doctor that they've picked ever since Matt Smith, I I may have gone in with a slight 
perception and it has been put on its ear every time. So I'm just I'm going to enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's okay. So that this brings up the the question that having seen the final episode of Capaldi's run, not where final you, final because they're doing the Christmas episode well, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where where does he rank? Where's what's what's your Doctor ranking of of the of the new Doctor Who of the, of the reboot? Um, as it is, what quote unquote reboot? Uh, the modern era Doctor Who. Give, give me a ranking on where your doctors fall. I got to tell you something. This last run of Capaldi elevated him above matt smith for me i can say okay. that safely um i i really always kind of dug whether I, I enjoyed the stories or not i always uh-huh. dug tenant's approach to yeah. uh to the doctor i agree uh that was another one of those things where he at least knew exactly what it was he was doing with the character and the writing most times played strong to that you know except when they made him into dobby that was a little weird Wait, remind me of that one. Uh, that was when the master was revealed. John Sim was the. It turns out his character was the master, and uh, he'd been the prime minister, and then oh, the subneural. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. Yeah. He had a, a weapon, and he would like suck years out of him, and it's just like he from him. Little, yeah, and he's just sitting there aging in the cage, and he's like little Dobby Doctor. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, you know, weird shit like that happened. However, yeah. Uh, it, most of the general performance of Tenet was great. So honestly, I would probably still have to say that I... But at the same time, I came in at Smith. So it's almost like Tenet and Smith are still at the same place for me. But sure. this final season of Capaldi may have actually put him above those for me. Really? Yeah, but it's also the freshest in your mind. So it... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, I really connected with it. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it, it, it's crazy, too, to go back and watch the production money that was spent between the different seasons too um or or the different you know runs where where you know uh christopher eccleston yeah where eccleston Tennant, and then smith they finally realized that we you know bbc we can put some money behind this and (laughs) the quality is just like the dial just turns right up and you're like oh this looks good (laughs) yeah exactly all you It was just like, wow, they brought Tenet in and suddenly they're using higher definition cameras or something, you know, things are getting framed better. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't plan to turn that into a 30 minute dissertation over uh, a Doctor Who discussion. Well, no, it's good. I mean, uh, that's that's a topic that we in the past we've covered heavily, but haven't touched on in a very long time. Well, you know, the thing is, I've just been enjoying the run. And so and I figure why talk about something as it's evolving? Because, first of all, one, we're not a Doctor Who podcast. You know, that that I I, go to Radio Free Scarrow if you want that. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, I, I think a long time ago I may have bought like Doctor Who as a domain. <gasps> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it may have been America that came up with it or somebody or a caller. Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's but, a good one. You know, and this would be the place where I would do it. But the thing is, like, if you listen to Radio Free Scarrow, they're much more connected into the community around the people that watch it. So they, like, I never even noticed back uh, in Matt Smith's first season uh, when during the two episode uh uh, with the weeping angels yeah. uh, that in the second part, the doctor loses his jacket uh, and then he's talking to um, Amy Pond, whose eyes are closed and he goes away and then he comes up again and talks to her and he's wearing his jacket. Oh, I never caught that at all. And yeah, me is, neither. And you're not going to get that kind of thing here, but you would if you listen to Radio Free Scarrow. So yeah, we're never going to be that kind of show. So I just figure why talk about it as evolving, just enjoy it as it is, and then give an idea about what I felt about the whole run. I'm really yeah, looking totally. forward to the Christmas episode as well now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's it, and it and it's great that 
I don't know. It's it's interesting, and, and maybe it's just because it's it's the culture of the show, and the culture of BBC is very different <laughs> than, than the culture of of uh, national television in Dude, in, can, in the states. Let right? Me just, like, let me just say, case in point. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's see if I can uh, replicate this. Yeah. Literally, it's like you're watching the end credits, and then you just suddenly hear the mic coming on, and it's just like, "All right, stay tuned for the next show." You know, they they they're talking up the next show right here on BBC One, and then I literally on at the end of today's I heard where he's hitting the kill switch on the mic. You know, you don't you don't get that here in the states. Oh man, can you can you imagine? If that happened, like after like um, America's Got Talent or something like yeah. that in the states, <laughs> people would lose their shit. It just it's yeah, like it, it works for their audience. It would never work <laughs> to have a uh, like like a reoccurring Christmas episode in the states. I just uh, it, uh, it wouldn't work. I don't mean to tip my my uh, hand a little bit too much here, but you know that's the other nice thing about the uh, the BBC airing because it is government funded um television uh there's no ads it's, there's no ad interruptions yes. so when you're watching on BBC America you're watching shit that's getting cut up in places it was never intended it wasn't supposed to be yep <laughs> like what happened i don't i don't understand what's yep. going on trent hold me Ugh, i know i hey, know hey trent um i, I don't mean to uh, uh wrap up a good thing but no. uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about we've been boring people for for quite some time well, I, I, you know, we we may have been boring them, but I've been entertained as well. Have I, and uh, hopefully you are too. Uh, if you want to take, uh, not if you want to take, but suddenly I'm an hour and a half back. <laughs> um, uh, it, please, uh, though, if you want to follow me, I'm NetheadW. He is uh, a part of him. Uh, also, don't forget to check out DeathRay.media. The Thank you. new network yeah. that uh, Trent has got uh, rocking same RSS feeds for all his pods, yep. but just yep. wonderful new branding. You got to be you got to keep the branding going for the millennials, man. I understand totally. Yep, totally. And and I I uh, the the site is is so much better. Um, you know, I I I learned how to you know how to be a web designer <laughs> with a part of him and now i've been able to take all that and actually you know implement it in deathray.media i i fully i fully appreciate where you're coming from and i've uh, you know i've had certain uh pluses and minuses and you and you take away new things every time so uh, totally if totally. nothing else uh, it's interesting by the way how how some of these things have kind of uh that in for something that we do on the side for fun uh, some of these things, in, in ways, though, end up benefiting us professionally as well in oh, the long run because there's always it, some dude. capacity where this this same creative streak that drives us to do these things and learn these things. Like, yep. uh, like literally, I, I was in a compliance role, but they sent me to a Flash class to put together a, a training animation for something because I had that capacity and willingness. Ooh. What? Because uh, I've, I've, I've actually, I had a, a side project uh, this fall uh, that I got paid for in building uh, something in Flash Animation. What did you use? Uh, uh, After Effects or Edge Animate? Uh, or actually, Animate CC is what it's called now. No, I just, uh, I, it was, it was. I don't understand what you're asking me. I was just animating completely in Flash. I think it was Action Script three or something along those oh, lines. Oh, oh, so you were doing? Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if you, if you were using like a, a like making like making the animation in like an Adobe product or something along those lines, but you did it in, in the actual script. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Very uh, cool. And, and it's something that I was also able to relay into something else that, you know, it's just uh, sometimes going with your passion benefits you. You just got to make sure you're not a shitty person, too. 
that's pretty much it. You'll all you'll always attract more whatever with honey than you will with vinegar. There you go, folks. Uh, until or wait, hold on a second. First of all, uh, I said follow them. Also, go to netheadsonair.com uh, to both check out the stuff as well as uh, like click on any of the links to help support it. Most of that money uh, goes to uh, to a wonderful charity uh, that I, I like to call Will and Trent. I don't know if you've heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, the, the beautiful mower the guy uh, loves, that's all you go, guys. So uh, thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you. So uh, anyway, uh, until next time, folks, my name is Will. And I'm Trent. Uh, and we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. Oh. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. Netheads. Netheads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. At Smodcast.com. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. That was beautiful, man. That was just a what. If people don't see the video, I got to tell you, go to one of the different ways that it's gone out there because Trent is just uh, you gave it your all right there on Dude, that one. I, I freaking love the offbeat, and we've talked about this before. We don't know what's being said right there. Is it a ha? Is it a tap? What's your opinion? Uh, give us your answer this week. Hashtag netheads or in the comment section below. Nice. Sorry, nice. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we never yeah. have. Yeah, no, we never have, and and normally it's like in the comment section below. Yeah, and, and I'm pointing, and I'm pointing to me below the belt. Yes, don't. That's, that's I want your comments there. I'd, ouch. Well, at least you're not pointing behind you. That's the important part. <laughs> hey, one thing we didn't. One thing we didn't. Those would be angry comments. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know we uh, we've gone a really long time, but one thing I forgot, and I guess we'll just throw it into an extended stinger. But uh, did, what did you think about the announcement this week? Uh, if you go to J and Silent Cause dot com, that's J and Silent. C-O-S for cosplay.com, you can sign up to, you can get on television, you got to get yourself there, I'm I'm pretty sure, but you can sign up, and all you have to do is cosplay as Jay or Silent Bob, and and you'll be on Comic Book Men, and you're going to get in, or help somebody get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Which is, dude, it, it makes so much sense, of all the cons I've been to, without a doubt, there's always multiple people cosplaying as Jay and Bob, and, and they're not and half-assing it. They're always doing a really good job. So, like, yeah, be be a part of something. This is a this is a big deal. I mean, uh, we uh, at Salt Lake Comic Con we uh put on the biggest um group of cosplayers uh inspired by a character created in the comics, which was really sad for all of the Harley Quinns that didn't get to uh, participate in that because she was technically she was created in the in, animated in the series. animated series. Sorry. But it was it was really cool, and we had someone from the Guinness there, and 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 everything else. So like, th- it really is a ton of fun. If you can get there, if if you're, I mean, even if you're not on the coast, if you want this, this would be a fun pilgrimage. This is our mecca, people. Well, to, and, to, and, to get out there and 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 visit the homeland. And actually, in honor of it, I've been wearing a, like one of the last Volgathons, Volgathon oh. two thousand five. It's it's, it's almost like that kind of thing if you think about it. And you get to be on Comic Book Man. You'll be on TV. Uh, but I've been thinking like, well, what do I do? I can't really grow a beard, so I'd have to do an artificial one because I figured I could go as silent bald. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>